Hey, Menders, thank you for tuning in. I am so excited for you guys to hear today's episode. Like, you have no idea. So when I went back to edit the episode, I realized at the beginning I get a little loud, um, as I tend to do, being Italian and all that. I was just so excited to have my friend Jem Luz on here because I knew right from the get-go that this was going to be an absolute fire episode, just really powerful. And I think that this is going to resonate with so many of you. We talk a lot about some of the programs that she offers, including her signature program, Dream Life Design, that I had gone through. It was difficult for me to say just then, but it's not difficult to do. Um, it is such a fantastic program and she tells us her journey about how she started running her business because she was tired of working her nine to five and it's truly just so inspiring so I'm really excited for you guys to hear this tune in and make sure that you're ready in a tent so let's go ahead and introduce Jem so Gemma is a multi-passionate goofy animal obsessed entrepreneur her journey started in January of 2021 when she made the commitment and decision that by the end of the year, she would leave her unfulfilling corporate job. With calculated risk and mindset shifts, she was able to leave in 11 months later, but she had no clue how to put this burning mission and vision she had in her head of helping women create their own realities and live life on their terms. She decided to open up a dog walking and pet sitting company, only thinking that this would keep the lights on and be temporary. The, but the business wound up replacing her corporate monthly income within three months. For the first time in her life, she was present with her time, enjoying life, and traveling the world. This dog walking and pet setting business became a stepping stone for her to create a community to help burnt out corporate women become badasses, intentional CSOs, <laughs> CEOs, sorry guys. She offers courses and programs on her website, www.gemluz.com, tailored to various stages of your entrepreneurial journey. If you're intrigued by mastering money effortlessly, cultivating an unstoppable mindset, or designing your dream life, dive in, transform dive in for transformation formative, again, hard word, resources that help you move the needle towards a life and on your terms. So she absolutely lives by this. You can tell in the way she speaks that she truly has a deep passion for helping people create their dream lives and what you can do when you really just put that kind of belief behind yourself which is what we're all about here so i hope that you guys enjoy let's get to the episode hi and welcome to mending creatively i'm your host jen chacho and hope that you make yourself at home here if you have a creative spirit but hold on to old beliefs about having to be born an artist then i created this space for you 
Together we can cheer each other on, take pride in what we create, and heal our self-limiting beliefs. This is your permission slip to take that painting class, write that book, and dust off that sketchbook, even if you weren't born artistically inclined. Let's try new things and mend together creatively. Hi everyone, welcome back to Mending Creatively. I already know that we have a fire episode for you today. We have one of my favorite people in the whole planet coming on today, my good friend, Gemma Luz. Hi, Gemma. Hi, I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. Thank you so much for coming on. So for those of them out there who don't know you, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what lights you up. Perfect. All right. Awesome. I'm going to go over like my story just so people like kind of know who I am here. So hi. Hello. <laughs> my name is Gemma. Some people call me Gem. Um, in 2021, I decided to make the decision and commitment that I was going to be leaving my unfulfilling and, you know, my unfulfilling job, this autopilot life, because I just didn't want to work for somebody else's dream anymore. Right. Uh, COVID happened and this once safe job that I always thought was safe. Right. I was furloughed. So when we were getting, when we were off, I was just like, I just feel like this once job that I put on such a big pedestal to be safe wasn't safe anymore. So why am I working 80 hours for someone else's dream? And why am I not working for myself? Right? So, you know, and in December of 2021, that's when I made that decision and commitment to be like, all right, I don't care what I have to do. But like, by the end of the year, like I'm out of here. And you know, long story short, with a bunch of mindset shifts and calculated risk, I was able to leave 11 months later. And at that point, I still didn't really know what I wanted to do. I knew that I was able to leave that nine to five and I did all these like mindset shifts and these calculated risks. And I was just like, oh my God, like I wanna show other women that they can do the same, right? Like you don't have to live in this unfulfilling nine to five job and just, you know, work for someone else's dream for the rest of your life. But I just didn't know how to put it to, you know, fruition to like bring it to life. So at that point I was like, all right, well, I'm leaving the nine to five. So I really need to find something, you know, a business to start to, you know, start making money so I can, you know, obviously pay for things and, and put my big vision together. So I decided to put together two of the things or marry two of the things that I'm, that I know that I'm really good at, which is, you know, at working with animals and of course, building relationships with people. So I opened up a dog walking and pet sitting company, you know, just thinking that it would keep the lights on and, until I decided like, all right, well, you know, maybe something will like come together. But that business actually wound up like blowing up and I replaced my corporate monthly income within like the first three months. So I was just like mind blown because honestly, for the first time in my life, I was like living life presently. I was traveling, I was actually happy. And I truly believe that that business did so well because I didn't hold any expectation to it, right? Like I, I didn't think like, okay, I, I should do this or I'm supposed to do this, right? Like. But it just, you know, blew up in the best possible way. And to be honest with you, in the beginning, it was kind of like embarrassing because I came from this high corporate role to now like working with dogs all day, right? But at this point, I was just like, you know, I don't care because I'm actually living life on my terms. Like I'm actually doing and living life the way that I want to live it instead of working for somebody else's dream. So 
obviously I still kept traveling. I still, you know, people were seeing me living present and they were just like, man, like girl, like I want your life. Like, can you please help me out? So I started helping out women for free on, you know, what I did to leave the nine to five and the mindset shifts that I went through and the calculated, calculated risk that I went through. And then I realized that it just got so big that it was almost like a business. So I was like, oh my God, this business, you know, this dog walking business actually became a stepping stone for me to help other burnt out corporate women like myself, you know, open up a business that they truly love and live a lifestyle that they truly love, just like I did. So that is how I am here today. So, you know, helping and empowering women, like lighting them up to that lights me up to actually be able to show them that I am proof that you can leave this, you know, chainful uh, or chain down like unfulfilling life like you don't have to work for somebody else's dream and you can literally go after what has been on your mind and make a living off of it like I did. I love it. I love Gemma's story so much. And it's actually how we became connected. We met through another podcast community about a year and a half ago now. Crazy. I know. I know. I was thinking about that as like, whoa, but it feels like I've known you my whole life at this point, you know? <laughs> oh, no, you froze. <laughs> exactly. <Okay. laughs> yes. It feels like a long time. I know. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> You're back. <laughs> um jenna has the the worst internet on the planet so on the freaking planet <laughs> unfortunately i live in the woods at this point of time of life so even if i have the highest internet speed i will still continue to freeze unfortunately but hopefully you can still hear me yeah yeah i can still hear you okay okay That's good, good. <laughs> Okay. And so I also love with your story, it's not like you just left, like there was a lot of work you had to do to do there. Can you bring us in a little bit on that too? Yeah, absolutely. I, and I was just thinking about this, like the other day, right? I truly think the biggest parts for me in making any kind of shift and, and move was making the decision and commitment, right? Because like, we can always say like, oh, I wanna do this, I wanna do that. But when you actually make that decision and commitment to yourself, you're just like, this is happening, right? Because if I look at like the major points in my life that actually changed to where I am today, it's it was me being like, all right, this is going to be a decision and a commitment and I'm moving forward to it. So it was like being in the nine to, you know, in the nine to five, being completely unfulfilled, and then making that once again, decision and commitment to be like, all right, I'm leaving by the end of the year, I don't care what I have to do. And then I made the same, you know, commitment and decision to myself, um, when my dog walking business blew up, because there was a point where, you know, it was just me for so long, and the business blew up. And I had, I was at this fork in the road where I either had to let it go, or I had to hire. So I love the business so much, but so I told myself like, okay, I'm making the decision and commitment that I am going to hire somebody else. And then uh, another time that it happened, which is going to come up for a year now where I, my boyfriend of four years broke up with me. Mm -hmm. And the whole time that we were together, I wasn't even me, right? Like I was a people pleaser. I was, you know, making sure that everybody else's needs were met instead of my own. So when we broke up, I also made the decision and commitment that I'm going to start showing up more authentic because I owe it to myself and my business and my lifestyle and my friends and everything like that. So I truly think it's like making that decision and commitment to yourself to be like, I'm going to move forward with this no matter what. 
self-belief is huge. Mm -hmm. That's such an important message because I think a lot of us, especially those listening here to Mending Creatively, have that kind of tendency to be people-pleasing or putting themselves last. We all kind of have that mindset that we're not good enough or that our work doesn't matter. So I love hearing that from you. And like you said, your actual proof of what can be done when you put your mind to it. Yes, I love that. No, but it's so true. And I, you know, we're all human. We want to toss in the towel from time to time, myself included, but it's just like, when I make that decision and I make that commitment to myself, I, it's almost like a testament to be like, I'm not going to break this because it's me, right? Like I'm going to keep my commitment to myself. And then every time I do, it's like extra self-worth or, or self-trust points is really what I wanted mm -hmm. to say. You know, being like, wow, if I did it before, I can do it again. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. And what was the number one thing you find that people struggle with when it comes to creating their dream life? How do you help them overcome that struggle? So the number one thing I think I find people struggle with when it comes to creating a dream life is definitely self-limiting beliefs, right? Like I'm not good enough. I don't deserve success. I'm not smart, talented, skilled enough. You know, that kind of life doesn't happen for me. It's too late for me, et cetera, et cetera, where I feel like I've said every single one of those things. Mm -hmm. But I really truly believe that the only obstacle that is in our way is ourselves, mm -hmm. right? So how I help people overcome that, I mean, I do have obviously my signature program, Dream Life Design, where it's basically like I partner with someone one-on-one uh, -on -one, uh, who want to create life and, you know, want to create a life and live life on their terms. And it's not just about achieving success in business. It's about creating and crafting like a fulfilling life where business and personal dreams can coexist. So I had this program out for a while now, as you know, but I just realized like I created some kind of uh, a framework, which I didn't even realize. And now I talk about it every day, but I have like an ABC framework that's really helped me move out of the nine to five. And now I try to use that framework to also help anyone else who comes into dream life design too, which is alignment, awareness, beliefs, and then um, C is creating a sustainable program. But I, but I think that the beliefs framework is honestly the cornerstone of the whole program because I truly feel like without the right mindset, even the best plans can absolutely crumble. So by breaking down like limiting beliefs and understanding where they're coming from and replacing them with empowering beliefs, people can like really have permission to like free themselves from those chains, right? That are holding them down. And it's not just, I feel about like understanding them, but it's about reconstructing them to be supportive to their goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can definitely speak to that. I got to go through dream life design and it was seriously life-changing. Like wow. it's such a remarkable program. And I do recommend if you guys are able to checking it out because it helped my mindset exponentially. I became the Kool-Aid man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you really did. Yeah. And you know, it's, it, it's like tough at first if people aren't like, you know, if they don't have that belief at first, because I didn't either, you know, but I, part of my program is like, I'm literally here to breathe belief into you until you're like, holy, sh can we curse on here? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Go ahead. Holy shit. You know, like <laughs> I can do this. Right. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that like putting yourself around the people, um, like the right people or where the, you want to be, even if it's just a couple, a couple of steps forward, that those people are going to be the ones to propel you forward for sure. 
Absolutely. I love it. I love it. And so you mentioned before that you used to consider yourself creative, but then you just kind of stopped. So tell us a little bit about what kind of art you had done and why you stopped and what you would need to feel ready to start creating again. I love this question because I like really have to think about it, you know, but I remember when I was a kid, I used to love drawing. Like I used mm -hmm. to make greeting cards for people, like Aww. random people. Like, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> it was just really weird. Like I just wanted to make greeting cards, right? Mm -hmm. I remember after high school, I went to school for graphic design and I didn't like it. I think only because it was something that I truly loved and it was like okay you have to make a decision now what to do with like the rest of your life so the only thing that i knew that i, I really like to do was like draw and make grading cards so that's what i went to school for but i guess it, it just didn't feel good you know forcing something that i just love to do on my free time to try and you know box that up into something that i can make money off of you know what i mean like i don't know it just it almost felt forced it didn't feel creative anymore mm -hmm. um but i realized with like the graphics like it wasn't the graph, it wasn't making like the graphics or the greeting cards for people. It was how the people felt when I gave them the cards, mm -hmm. right? Like the love, the hype, the belief that I can give someone like really true me, like truly lit me up. Mm -hmm. But you know, what I found years later, you know, or when I look back to be like, okay, well, why, you know, why did I stop? And I just feel like I was, I stopped mainly because it just felt so forced. And I was told that you can't make money from doing something that you love. And that was such a shattering belief, you know, at that time, but I took it as my own, right? Because I didn't know any better or how to challenge that belief. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think like beliefs are so big because you can just be walking around with this belief that you think is true and it's not even yours. So yeah, for so long, like I just stopped because I just, you know, didn't, I would, no one believed in me that I could do something like that. So I was mm -hmm. just like, okay. I guess we're just going to have to roll with it, <laughs> which is kind of sad. And you have an analogy for carrying that beliefs that I absolutely love with the t-shirt. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yes, that was. Yeah, that's in um, one of the programs that I have called Money Mindset Reset Masterclass Bundle. And basically, I always say, like, when we are young, like we are wearing like this when we're born, we have this crisp white ass t-shirt right but as we continue to grow up we're hearing all these different beliefs of everybody else and it's almost like little nicks on our white shirt right but we don't know any better so we're walking around with these little black marks all over our shirt you know thinking that this is our true belief but i think it gets to a point like i don't know it's for you but like especially for me when i was even in the nine to five i'm just like wait like do I really believe like this is my forever job? Like, do I really believe like I'm supposed to be climbing the corporate ladder? Like, is this really my version of success? So I just started like questioning everything. And then I realized that I looked down on my supposedly crisp white shirt and there was all little black marks everywhere of all these beliefs and quote unquote truths that I thought that were mine, but they weren't. So it's almost like washing, quote unquote, washing the shirt and really just putting your own beliefs, you know, back onto the shirt. But sometimes it's so hard because these beliefs have been carried with us for so long that when we wash the shirt or reframe the belief, those little marks are still there, right? Like there's still, there's still little remnants of them. So we have to just continue to work on these beliefs of what is our new truth. So yeah, that's a, that's a great analogy. I love that one. Thank you yeah. for reminding me of that. <laughs> of course, yeah. It just, when you answered the question, it brought it back to mind. I was like, oh yeah, I haven't thought about that in so long, but it's so true and I love it so much. 
I love that. And then when you ask the question, you're like, what can you do to like bring it back? Like um, the creativity? Mm-hmm. Um, that is a great question. But I truly I'm going to say surrounding yourself with the people who do it as well. Like look like your community to me is inspiration because there is, you know, there's a t- there's a part of me that still thinks like, well, why are you, you know, don't why are you not going to be good at what you're doing? You know, you're not creative. You left mm-hmm. that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So there is like a part of a resistance, but when I'm in a an inspiring community like yours, you get to see everybody else's artwork and everybody's is so different and so mm-hmm. unique and so special, you mm-hmm. know, because it's like made by them. So you're just like, wow, if this person can do this, then I can do this, you know? So it's such a wonderful place. You know, I think about it in so many other different topics. Like I like to put myself into money and, you know, um, I really want to learn more about beliefs about what I'm doing, but it's, I don't think about art and you really should, you know, but Mm -hmm. when I was thinking about it too, I was just like, well, you know, I do different kinds of forms of art. Like I love dancing, you know, I dance whenever Mm -hmm. I hear music. I do love cooking and baking every single, you know, once in a while. Yeah. I enjoy eating that more than baking and cooking, but (laughs) (laughs) but your community has definitely been like inspiring for sure and seeing everybody's art. So it's truly like, wow, like these people have can make that time to do it and just mm-hmm. what they put out is is truly inspiring yeah and and that's all of you guys out there you're out there putting your artwork for everybody to see and do and like you know draw inspiration from and I'm so proud of all of you and I love it so much and it's been inspirational for me you know because I created this this community because it's what I had needed when I was younger and I'm realizing it's what I still need now like when I was here Mm -hmm. painting by myself the other day I just kept redoing it and redoing it and I was just like this is no good I was like no we're stopping we're not doing this anymore I love that and I just love it when people post things in there too because Mm -hmm. like even if they just like your picture like you posted the other day like that's Mm -hmm. still even if you're just like oh it's really not that good I'm just gonna put it out there anyway it's still inspirational because Mm -hmm. then I'm like wow someone took the time to literally create that and look at how like look at it it looks amazing like it's just really inspiring Mm -hmm. good I'm glad I'm glad that you're taking that from the community too Okay. So when someone comes to you, but you can see that they seem like they're on the fence about whether or not they're willing to take the leap into creating their dream life, what do you feel is important for them to know? I look at my life and I don't want to get to 90 or at least hopefully 90 and think back, like, I wish I did this. I wish I did that. Right. Like, I don't want any regrets. I don't want to work for someone else's dream right? I want to work for my own. But if you're asking me as like, if is, you know, what can I tell someone who's coming into my programs or, you know, if someone's on the fence coming into my programs, then I would say, I think it's really important for any commitment, especially one that can be changing and reshaping your life to come from a genuine place from within, right? Like I never want to push or sway someone into a decision 
right? Instead, I feel like it's about recognizing when you've reached a point where you're like no longer content with like the status quo, right? And you're genuinely ready to transform, right? And my role is really to just guide, support, and provide tools, but the drive and determination like must come from that person. And I get it, it's okay to be uncertain, right? That's just the natural part of the process. But what most, what, what is most important is what I'm trying to say is that the decision is made and is rooted in genuine desire for change and often like authenticity is the word that I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's a difficult one. Yeah, it is a difficult one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was beautifully said. <laughs> awesome. Even the authenticity. <laughs> <laughs> So you have a dog walking business, as you mentioned, and a pet sitting business, uh, dog walking by Jim. You've recently partnered with a friend to bring in a new element into the business. Bring us in a little bit on how you two are working together to create a better world for animals. Awesome. So I partnered with a friend, like, as you said, because we were at dinner one night and we were kind of talking about like our big visions and our missions. And she was talking about hers. And honestly, like it lit like a fire back underneath me because when I was running um, the dog walking biz, and I always say it's like my monster in the best possible way, I'm honestly just trying to keep this afloat and like running smoothly. Right. But I think that there's a point because I've been running it for quite some time now that I, I went on autopilot, to be honest with you. And I realized that I was playing small and safe, right? So like after hearing her mission and her vision, it just like aligned so much very similar to what I, in the beginning when I first started this, like this is what I wanted. And I honestly, like I said before, to be vulnerable with you, I kind of just went on autopilot and I was just trying to keep the business afloat and like safe. Mm -hmm. And when she was going over her mission and vision, I was like, damn, like that is exactly why I also started this business. And it was such a breath, like breath of fresh air. And I'm like, I almost need someone to hold me accountable. Right. Because I feel like when we all start businesses, we look at it like, oh, this is my baby. Right. But what I've noticed that my business was able and is able to expand and grow and scale is because I stopped treating it like a baby and I started treating it more like a business. And when you do that so much almost like comes off of your shoulders because you're trying to coddle this beautiful thing that you built for so long. It's like when you're coddling this quote unquote baby, then you don't see what else like you don't see what else you can really do with this business. And her talking about her vision and mission really made me see like what and where this business can go. And then I just needed to I don't want to say someone push me off of the edge, but maybe take, we'll, we'll be a little bit more gentle here instead of violent. Mm -hmm. Like we want uh, someone to grab my hand and help walk me through because like, you know, it's still my pride and joy, but at the same time, it's still a business. And if I want it to scale, grow, make more impact, make more money, then I'm going to need to, you know, think bigger. And I honestly wasn't, I was just on autopilot. So her vision and mission definitely put the fire back underneath me. And it's just so nice to have someone with a fresh perspective, you know, once again, cause I've been staring at this for like almost two years now. And, and it's just someone to have a fresh, fresh perspective to come in and be like, Hey, what about this, this, and this? And then I'm like, mm -hmm. Holy crap. Like that's such a better idea, you know? So that's kind of really why we partnered. Um, so she's brought in as basically like a COO, you know, and someone to hold me accountable. And uh, we have bigger things for like the rescue world that we really want to work towards, but um, we haven't really revealed that yet, but mm -hmm. more to come when it does decide to unfold, but you know, bigger things are coming for it. And I couldn't be more excited. 
I love it. I love what you both are doing because, you, as you know, animals are a huge, huge thing to me, too. And so I love that you girls are collaborating and trying to make this business like I don't want to say like more than dog walking, but like you're bringing more kindness into it through it. And I love it. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really excited. Good, good, good. <laughs> I can't wait to see more from it. All right, Miss Jem, what does the word creativity mean to you? Authenticity comes to mind mm -hmm. because whatever art that you're creating, someone is, you know, whatever they're bringing to the table, it's always so freaking unique. So it makes me think that you're literally putting yourself, you know, who you are into something and, and like birthing it and showing the world who that is. And I just think that's, that's absolutely freaking beautiful. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, that's a, I feel like it's such a vulnerable thing to create because you really are, like you said, you're putting your soul into it and you're putting yeah. it on display. And that that was so wonderfully said. Thank you. All right. And so now that everyone else who wants to become your bestie after <laughs> hearing your amazing enthusiasm, how can they connect with you? Uh, I mostly hang out on Instagram. I do have a website, GemmaLuz.com. Um, I do mostly hang out on Instagram. I'm at the real Gemma Luz. And yeah, come and say hi. I love meeting new friends, new people. Um, even if they're, you know, interested in joining the community, you know, let me, if you need someone like a real answer to be like, why should I join this community? Come to me. You need to be in there. It is going to inspire you so much in so many different ways. And not just like wanting to create more art, but like wanting to bring more to the world and be like authentically you. And I just think it's such another different form of motivation and inspiration that I think people need in their lives for sure. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. All right. Thank you so much for coming on, Jem. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> me too. I can't wait to get this out into the world. <laughs> Bye. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to Mending Creatively. Don't forget to follow us over on Instagram at Mending Creatively, where we can share our projects and support one another. See you next time.